Traveler, we're live from the apocalypse. Hi, everybody. This is Brendan, the guy who is bad at going first and a player of Alex Sandowski, a.k.a. Victory, parentheses lad. If you're listening on purpose, welcome to Live from the Apocalypse, where we do tabletop actual plays to benefit charities and other nonprofits. If you aren't listening on purpose, don't you, no, no, don't you dare, don't you dare touch that dial. I see you. Yes, you. You personally. I see you. I see everything. What are you going to do? Listen to another true crime podcast? Listen to another meal service ad in between talking about dead bodies? Come on. Take a break. You've earned it. And if you're still with us after all that, thank you so much for joining us. We're playing Academy H, our teen superhero game using the mask system. And right now, we're raising money for the First Nations Development Institute, which is a nonprofit that works to restore economic independence to indigenous communities. We record the show live on air every Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at 6 p.m. EST over at twitch.tv slash live from the apocalypse. And if you're listening to this on the day of release, you can catch us this very night where we'll be debuting a brand new special guest star, Sydney from Nat 20 Productions. I have heard it's going to be a doozy and I hope you'll experience it with us in real time. Then with all that out of the way, I think it's time to pick up where we left off with Academy H, Cause and Effect, Part 2. So, I think you've probably spent the rest of the night catching Alex up on everything that happened and spending, like, your first night back in the suite together. Well, here, here is the thing, uh, I think, with everything that's going on at home. I think for the first time, Lyra's going to stay here. Oh, what? <laughs> I think with everything that's going on... She is not going to go home. Okay, so fuck what I had planned. This is a shenanigans episode now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you did this to you when you had Glenn show up in my home. Listen. <laughs> and I hate that man. Maybe I knew what I was doing. Maybe I didn't. I think there's Lyra probably still does have school tomorrow, and she's now further from Powers University than she was before. And we'll still probably have to go home before she goes to class. Yeah. So I think I think after we kind of like catch everyone up, we'll catch Alex up on what's going on. And if Alex, well, that thing. So we catch Alex up. Does Alex catch us up on Dr. Victory shenanigans? Or do you keep that? yourself uh i was could actually it's probably the, the segue into that as uh we're making tea and alex remarks to the effect of uh oh that smells so good all the all the tea in the victory bunker expired in 1988 you were in a bunker like a like a bomb shelter bunker why um so um the things that i told you i was looking into um one of those things I've been told is not a problem. I don't... I'm going to put a pin in that for now. 
But the first thing, uh, I found Dr. M, Dr. V. We had a chat. He's good. We're talking again, and he's not in a coma. So that's cool. Uh, he has his powers back. There's a lot going on there. But uh, we're working together now, which is good. Um, not not like all the time. Like I'm still you know I'm still working with the squad here, but also I'll just be taking some time also and kind of doing the partnership thing there, doing that dynamite duo thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, you can have the big mug. Then. Are you allowed to drink the tea like you're not gonna combust, right? Oh no, I mean I I, I was assuming I'd just drink some of the tea that I had here. I mean, yeah, it's a you know, couple weeks old, but like a uh, couple weeks versus uh nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I just know you said you can't drink water sometimes because it might kill you, so I just wanted to make sure. I do appreciate your concern for my well being. Uh it is your week to consume five pounds of burdock root, and tea is the least <laughs> yes. painful way to do it. The optimal found. method of consumption. Disgusting. Horrible. <laughs> How much tea does five pounds make? It's a lot. <laughs> you have a week, but it's a lot. It's true. Yeah, no, it's going to have like a thermos with me constantly. Two of them strapped to my belt. Disgusting. Horrifying. But yeah, that's... um. I don't know. It's complicated. I thought maybe I would get more answers. And I i don't know. Honestly, it feels great. Honestly. Finally, like, I don't know. Like I've been, like, let in a little bit, you know? And I never, I don't know. I never thought that, I never thought that him getting his powers back was something that was on the table. But I, I didn't not want to be a sidekick. I mean, I don't think you have to be a sidekick, Alex. You've shown that you don't have to be a sidekick. I mean, he's never called me that. He's always said partners, you know. And it's what we have. So it's, it's a it's a it's a partnership, uh, a men a men a mentorship, a mentor mentor mentee, which is kind of what we always had. Just it's you know now now he can really show me, you know, kind of how to how to work the 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 old victory powers. So it, it's it, it's great. It's exciting. I'm I'm excited. It's good. No, it is good. It sounds like he's getting his life back from whatever it was before this. So we can only hope these are good things. I mean, as as long as you're happy, Alex. That seems like the most important piece. I will say I am. Not calling you victory lad. You could hold a gun to my head, and I'm not saying that. Oh, um, I, I, I would dearly love if you wouldn't call me that. I, I really, in fact, hope that that doesn't stick. He still occasionally slips up. Um, he's doing all right. Been doing pretty good to call me victory. Um, but it slips out occasionally. Since we're talking about uh some things, you remember that uh that fucked up therapist who I told you showed up to my house with my my sister. Uh, yeah, Suspicious Greg. Glenn. Glenn. Glenn? Glenn. Yeah. G name. The, the one. Glenn's a doctor, not a therapist. Yeah, uh, 
Lyra doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, she's gonna be like, well, he, um... My parents don't know that my sister was arrested. So he's still just showing up at the house. And he's also, you, he's on campus. So that's been awkward. We're having a, we're having a power struggle. But he's here to help Burke. So I don't really know how much I can do about it. Especially given that he knows exactly who I am. So. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, that's been, that's been a constant thorn in my side for the last two weeks and I can't tell anyone about it because you know my family doesn't have a problem with him so it's one of those fuck me I guess kind of situations you know we do have the spare bedroom probably where I'm gonna park it tonight I don't know how to talk to them about this and they don't want to talk about it either so we just don't. Instead, absolutely the goddamn worst feeling in the world. Makes me want to pull my own teeth out. Please don't. But if you do, can I have them? Sure. I'll put that in my will for you. <laughs> you catch each other up. You socialize. Drink some tea. Pretty wild teenage night. (laughs) (laughs) It gets late, obviously, and Lyra, you're sleeping over in the empty room, so you retire, call it a night. I think given, you know, everything that has been... Well, I guess that's a good question, actually. Victory, are you staying there, or are you going to the bunker? No, Victory uh, Victory had been staying at the bunker or at uh, his parents' place, but now that he has more or less made up with the squad, he is uh, going to resume staying at the dorm. Uh, what, what time is it in game? I mean, that's a good question. Probably around midnight, I would guess. 11 midnight. Danny will leave his room at 1 a.m. Are you doing anything in particular? Yes. Seeing that everybody is back, Danny is going to... Uh, no, I was going to say Danny was going to try and be as quiet as possible. Danny is brain fried. Danny does not care how much noise uh, he is making at this time. He is going to uh, raid the fridge of uh, <laughs> food that he does not know where it came from, nor care where it came from. Um, but he has recently realized that if he just waits, someone puts the food in there <laughs> and... He can have it as opposed to his, you know, minor theft he's been carrying out at grocery stores around the city. It's moderately easier to do things this way. (laughs) Um, And in the process, it's probably making not 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 a lot of noise, but he's definitely like you can hear a microwave beep and a plate being moved around as he, you know, pours himself a a cup of creamer. So you uh, grab food, you microwave things and take it back to your room with you. No, Danny will eat in in the living room, and Danny will actually stay in the living room for a few hours because there are fumes in the bedroom. I see. All right. That he needs to air out. And I assume we'll find out about this at a later date. So, Lyra, you retire to 
the extra bedroom. The one's supposed to be yours. And kind of realize you don't have a phone charger with you, but you know, you're very tired and kind of already drifting off to sleep, even as it occurs to you, and you're like, I gotta charge my phone. I can't oversleep tomorrow. The next morning, Alex, you are awoken by your phone. Probably at around 9 a.m. As it says to you, Alex, 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 Alex. Yeah, um, Alex. Yeah, yeah, Magil, what's up? What's up, Magil? What's up, girl? What's going? Oh, good. You're awake. Yeah, yeah. Bethel's Magil informed me that her phone is dead and she is oversleeping for school. Okay, um, uh, has she already over, overslept? Um, like how, how much, you know what, never mind, I'll just go wake her up, okay. I do not know the details. Bethel's Magil is very secretive. Um, alright, um, cool. Um, Alex will sort of stumble blearily out of the bedroom, try to remember which, which door is Bethel's will sort of stumble over and just kind of knock on the door. Bathel. Bat Bathel. What? What? Bathel. What? Magil says you overslept. Lyra, you open your eyes and it's that moment of panic where you're like, it's too bright. It's too bright out. It's too late. (laughs) Magil says you overslept. What time is it? Alex, what time is it? Uh, nine... Oh, shit. Shit, shit, shit. I missed a physics class. You jump out of bed, and you're, you know, probably still in your full costume. There were probably sheets on the bed, but there's basically nothing else in this room. But I assume Lyra pretty much always probably has a bag stashed. Yeah, because she has had to come over here and change before. Mm-hmm. So there's at least one or two sets of clothes that she can throw on. Uh, it is probably a, it is uncoordinated. Nothing, it is not a put together anything. And she like stumbles out of the room, uh, mask on, but crooked. And it's just like, okay, okay. I missed the physics class, but that's fine. We're allowed to miss three of them as long as there's no test, but I have. You show up to class in costume? No, no. That's I'm that's not... that's weird, Bethel. This is this is for you. She points at the mask. She's like, "This is for you." Aw, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. No, I take I take this off when I get before I get to campus. I this is not these are regular clothes. I okay. I missed physics. Um, it's uh what. Okay, I have. If you hurry, you can still make it in time for your one-on-one with Doctor Stacy. Oh God! Yep, yep, yep. Where's my shoes? Where did I leave my shoes? You find all your stuff. It's scattered around the room a little bit, but you can get dressed in your spare clothes. Find your shoes. All right. Are you guys gonna be okay? I have no idea what your agenda is. I, I have to go. Please. Please try not to get into any fights without me. I beg. 
Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, probably. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll show. Well, no, your phone's going to be dead. Um, I will, I will find a charge. I will buy a charger from the school, from the school. Do you want to borrow uh, mine? Bookstore. Can I? Yeah. yeah. Can I just borrow your charger? Yeah. I'll charge hang. it. I'll charge it in the, in the lab while I'm doing my one-on-one. -on -one. Alex fumblingly retrieves a, uh, uh, a charger from his room. And Lyra, you are out the door like a flash. And I, I imagine just sort of a dumbfounded, half-asleep Alex standing there. Danny has also woken up from the couch. Um. <laughs> hey, hey, Danny. Hey. What's up? Things. Cool. Um. Hey. Man, I was hoping I'd be more awake for this. Um. Man, I'm, um. I'm sorry about some of the things I said. I accept your apology. Thanks. I need you to know earnestly I am not sorry for most of the things I said. But I am sorry for a few of the things I said, and for those I am sorry. Well, I mean, that's fair enough. I said some, not all. So, I am, uh, I'm back. Alright, cool. Sorry, I guess I guess we said it then, didn't we? Um, we had a successful conversation. Uh, yeah. Do you, I don't know, you want some coffee or something? I will take um, some creamer. We are out. I will go get. At which point, I imagine Tanny creates a portal and reaches through, and then pulls his hand back with cream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's like one of those Starbucks creamer containers. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Uh, Alex will prepare uh, a mug of coffee for himself, add a little bit of creamer to his, and then just fill up the other mug with creamer. Danny will smile and uh, cup the mug with both hands, and contentedly sigh. Laugh track goes, and uh, we cut back to, I think, just a series of, you know, short shots of uh, Bethel running to catch a bus and then running past the Powers University campus sign, then into the building where Dr. Stacy's lab is located before you slide down the hallway to stop your momentum, throw open the door, and see just a face full of students staring back at you with Dr. Stacy at the front of the class mid-lecture, also kind of looks over at you. You realize that you made such good time. The class before your one-on-one -on -one has not ended yet. Do one wave and just go to the back of the room <laughs> like I meant to do that. Not gonna say anything, just one just one hand up, silent wave directly to the back. A lot of eyes follow you as you sort of slip past the class, and Dr. Stacy recalls the attention and, and says, Alright, back to what we were talking about before. Geodes. You stick around for like the last ten minutes of this class, the bell rings, it's it's more of a buzzer, really. That powers you, but it goes off, and everybody gathers their things and starts to leave, and in true professor fashion, Dr. Stacy will call after all of them as they're packing up their stuff and, and say, make sure you check the dashboard. All your assignments should be up on there. Welcome to... And then she sighs, a heavy sigh, and says, Geology 101. Good old rocks for jocks. Mm-hmm. I think that's funny, because 
in some circles, Lyra would also be considered a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she did use that 10 minutes to like plug her phone in back in the back of the lab, kind of like tuck it out of the way, make sure it's on silent. And I think she did listen to the lecture. She has no reason not to have paid attention to that. Never know when it'll come in handy. It is the most basic possible lecture that you could ever imagine. Just talking about like particulates and stones and things like that, how they're created, that sort of thing. There is the obligatory snicker in the class when they talk about cleavage. Yes. <laughs> She's like, get it out of your system now. And um, yeah, she takes a second to herself, just kind of collects herself and steps over to the window and opens it. As she steps over to the window, she just sort of says, like, open casually, and the window slides up, the glass retracting into the frame so that it's open. And she uh, reaches into her pocket, pulls out this crumpled pack of cigarettes, puts one in her mouth, and pauses before she lights it and looks at you and kind of shrugs and says, I mean, you're, you're early. You mind? No, no, I don't. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be early. I had, um, I had kind of a, a bad morning. Um, I was, I missed, I missed my, my physics class. There was a lot going on and then I didn't want to risk missing this too. I have to go speak with Professor Grady after this and apologize. She lights a cigarette and kind of nods slowly, just taking in everything that you are saying to her. You're kind of a overachiever, aren't you? Yeah. Um, I think that might be fair to say. I don't, um, people said less, said it less nicely than that in high school. But, um, you know, my family expects a lot from me. My, my brother's a lawyer, or is going to be a lawyer, and my other brother's going to be a doctor. So, you know, you can't fall down on the job. So it's... I'm gonna be a scientist. She kind of mulls that one over. Takes a drag. Exhales. You want to be a scientist? I want to do things that are gonna help people. And this program... The whole point of this project is to help people. If science is my avenue, then... Yes. I want to do that. Well, that's true enough. You know, most people just like volunteer at a soup kitchen not uh attend four years of a rigorous educational institution followed by literal hell of postgrad I mean I have I have volunteer work um but this is you know in theory would be impactful on a wider scale cast a bigger net well you want to see what we're going to be working on Yes. Yes, please. Give me a give me a few minutes. I'll go get it from my office. I'll be right back. I will be right here. She steps out of the office, leaving the cigarette kind of balanced precariously on the windowsill, and shuts the door behind her. At which point, Lyra, from your phone, <laughs> you hear a little voice go. Like, Bethel. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Bethel. What is it, sweetie? Yeah, uh-huh. What is, is it, honey? Is it safe to talk? Uh, if you're real quick about it, what's up? There is a 
dangerous situation occurring within your proximity. What? What is it? What? 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 Uh, what? It appears to be a supervillain disturbance. There is quite a lot of property damage in progress. She she taps on the screen and gets open like a maps app, and she's like, "Show me, show me where." As soon as you tap open the screen, I think there is a sort of a like an aggregate view of lots of different sources that Magil has combined for you. There is a map, but like overlaid over that map, there's like a collection of choir posts and maps and things like that that show some of what is being talked about. Like you see a little video in the corner of just sort of a average street that you think you maybe even recognize from having run past it to get onto campus. There's just like a little coffee shop on the corner. And then you see a car hit the ground and just kind of go rolling past the view of whoever's filming as they're like running away. And you kind of hear people on the video yelling. You can see, you see a choir post from the Herald that says, you know, reports of supervillain activity located near Powers University. All citizens recommended to avoid. Because it's such a fresh situation, there's not a lot more information than that. Magil says, I have compiled the most relevant sources. Good. Thank you. Magil, if this building goes into lockdown, would somebody in their office, say, be stuck in their office? What an interesting question. I don't know. Would you like me to make the building go into lockdown? Lyra's gonna go over to the open window and half lever herself out and say, yes, please. I don't want to miss my one-on-one. And she's gonna, gonna let herself out of the building. I am gonna need you to make a role that kind of represents Magil. And I think in this case, it's gonna be unleashing your powers. Because Magil counts as that. With Freak, I just raised Freak. Yay. <laughs> It means it's flat now. Seven. Six and a one. Not bad. So with a seven, if I remember correctly, you do it, but there are some complications. Your choice? Tell me... Tell me how it's... No, you know what? It'll make more sense. I think this is going to make Lyra feel guilty. Because she's doing this not just to her professor, she's doing this to, she's, it's not just to Professor Stacy, it's to everyone else who happens to be in this building, too, who has no idea what's going on. Perfect. Okay. So, as far, so yeah, the building, as you are leaping out of the window, you hear Magil say, lockdown initiated. And from over your shoulder, you hear, and, and if you look back over your shoulder, you can see, like, metal plates sliding down over all of the windows. And, like... Right before they slam shut, you can see you get a glimpse of like red lights and like klaxons from inside of the building. But it is the only building that is in lockdown on campus. (laughs) She's just like, oh God. And as you are rushing towards what Magil believes is the source of the incident, you will hear again, like from your hand, assuming you are still carrying your phone, Magil will say, would you like me to alert the squad? Absolutely, darling. Please do. Please tell them there's a problem. Please tell them right now. I will do so. And I'm getting my getting my mask out of my pocket and putting that bitch back on. 
And uh, back in the suite, since only about like an hour has passed, probably, Alex, you hear a voice from your phone that says, Victory, Bethel is about to fight someone. Uh, oh, oh, uh, wow, that was fast. Uh, wh- where? You will get an exact cross street location, and then Magic will say, Right outside of Powers University. Oh, 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 okay. All right. Um, is Danny still in the living room? Yes. You coming with? Yes. All right. Uh, oh, is Kaz up? Kaz has not left his room yet. Danny will go and knock on the door. And Kaz will come, like, clearly not ready to do much of anything since he's still in, like, effectively his pajamas. Um, and just be like, yeah, what's up? And then sort of do a double take and be like, oh shit, Danny, I haven't seen you. Hello. I saw you yesterday. That's right. Well, <laughs> I mean, we haven't, we haven't talked. I would like to talk later. Um, Beth- Bethel is currently um, fighting crime. This, this early? It is after nine. Is that the time crime starts? <laughs> According to one of the serials I watched, crime waits for no man. <laughs> all right those are wise words i'm um i'm gonna go get dressed and uh give give me like two minutes danny will start counting seconds out loud <laughs> and kaz will just disappear into his room and be out like just as danny is finishing counting a hundred and twenty <laughs> what are you doing I'm portaling danny will open a portal and then gesture towards them towards it but will also, like, is kind of hesitant because he doesn't know he doesn't know if they'll take it or not. That's a good question. Kaz is, yeah, Kaz is going through. I'm trying to remember if Alex has actually gone through a Danny portal before or not. Um, yes, because we went and fought crime in Turkey, or in Greece that one time. Oh, yes, you're right. Yes. <laughs> you're right, yes, okay, yeah. Alex will, will take, a, take a flying leap through uh, the portal and then Danny will follow, and it will disappear okay. behind him. Radical. Tubular. Bethel, you are <laughs> rushing out of the campus, and you arrive on the street, and you immediately start to see some of the damage that you witnessed on the social media apps. You can see, like, trashed cars are around. You can see where a fire hydrant has been broken, and there's just sort of water spraying in the air. There are a couple of, like, smashed storefronts, and... In the center of it, you see two people who are clearly the source of the chaos. They are dressed very similarly to each other, but one of them is a boy and one of them is a girl. If you had to estimate their ages, you would put them pretty much on the same age as you. Maybe slightly older, but not by much. You can tell that they're related. They both have dark hair and tan complexions. They are dressed nearly identically in matching dark blue blazers with white shirts underneath. The only real difference is that the girl is wearing a skirt and the boy is wearing pants. But what they both have in common beyond that is that one of them, the boy, has a lamppost that he has ripped out of the ground, clearly, in his hands, and is just kind of swinging around. The girl picks up a trash can and compacts it into a ball of trash and winds up 
the boy who has the lamppost kind of points off in the distance like he is calling his shot and then she throws it he swings the lamppost makes contact and it goes flying down the street directly into a cop car that was just pulling up just smashes in the front of the car entirely and stops it in its tracks you can see airbags go off inside of it Lyra, in in while she was running, she was going into her backpack to get the pieces of her costume that she kind of always has. So she's gotten probably one of the gloves on, probably not both, but she's gotten one of the gloves on and she's got probably like the bag of marbles. So when she sees the amount of destruction, she realizes she probably doesn't need them. But what she will do is so she will kind of like dump probably one or two of the bigger marbles, like the shooters out and have them just like spin kind of like around herself for like in case that she needs them and she is going to make the approach to them and try to get their attention with a very clear very pointed you look lost they both stop what they're doing they don't drop any of the things they're holding but they turn to look at you both clearly unimpressed the boy sort of, like, wrinkles his nose at you and says, Who are you? Concerned citizen, who are you? He smirks and looks at the girl and says, She wants to know who I am, Trashly. And the girl smirks and says, Maybe you should tell her, Trasher. <laughs> no. Oh. She just, like, she goes, like, before they can even do anything, Lyra just, like, <laughs> Oh. Fuck, that's bad. Oh, I think this is what... I think this is what Masterson was feeling. <laughs> God, that was bad. You come up with those yourselves? Is that a family name? That's tragic. Tragic. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Sick burn. Are you attempting to provoke, would you say? Of course I am. Okay, <laughs> Lyra cool. tries to provoke everyone. <laughs> that is uh, extremely fair. You're going to roll with superior. Boy, oh boy. That's a two. Okay, well, you <laughs> fail that. He's clearly annoyed by the way you're speaking to him, but he says, well, how dumb is this? And he kind of, like, takes the lamppost in both hands, cracks it over one knee so that one side is sharp, hauls back his arm, and throws it at you with the force of an oncoming train, we'll say. And I will say that at that moment, it is about exactly two minutes. So a portal opens and your squad emerges. If I recall correctly, Victory said you took a flying leap through the portal. Yes, but I think Kaz went through the portal first. Kaz did go through first. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's fair. Um, Well, I I was saying this in the context of letting Kaz act first, not in the sense of of, of Kaz digging getting bailed by this lamppost. You know what I mean? But I suppose I did say it, didn't I? (laughs) We're playing to find out what happens. Um, Really, whoever wants the spotlight can have it. As you come through, all three of you at roughly the same time, you see... Bethel, you see the two individuals, uh, the boy and the girl, Trashly and Trasher, and uh, and, the, and you see the uh, makeshift lamppost javelin flying towards you. So, whoever wants the spotlight, you're welcome to it. 
I guess uh, in that case, uh, if nobody's jumping on it, that victory will uh, roll out of the portal, see this 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 tableau, and uh, do what he does best, which is to interpose himself bodily <laughs> between people and lethal objects. That is kind of your thing. There is nothing lethal on this earth that Victory will not hurl himself bodily towards. So you're defending from an immediate threat, roll with Savior. Okay. Uh, yeah, not off to the most fantastic start. That is a five. Five uh, is going to fail, so you can mark, mark a potential. In that case, what I'm going to say is that Alex, you interpose your body between everybody and this makeshift javelin, the lamppost javelin, and it hits you, and you kind of manage to catch it in your hands. You stop it like it can't hurt you because you're too tough, but what you're not expecting is the sheer force behind it, which does bowl you over and send you flying, we'll say a good like 50 feet back down the street. As you let go of it, it's going to plow into the asphalt and just kind of stand like half sticking up. And you are flat on your ass in the middle of a street in downtown province in a very familiar tableau. Immediately turning his head back and forth, looking to see, looking at all the camera phones that are out. There is definitely a crowd gathering, especially from the college campus. And seeing that there is a crowd gathering with phones pointed at them, the girl is going to take the opportunity to address the assembled masses. So uh, while Trasher is currently sort of facing all of you and you have his attention, Trashly is going to um, sort of step over towards where some of the people are assembled with camera phones and start talking to them in a very loud voice so that everybody can hear. And she's going to say, I'm sure you're wondering why we're doing this. And I'm here to tell you that it's because, and she points to the Powers University sign, and she says that this dumbass university kicked my brother out, and they couldn't appreciate his genius. So we're here to show them exactly what they missed out on. And then she will turn to one side where there is a mail car, which she's going to pick up and now throw at all of you as well. Can I do something while she after she picks up the mail cart? You can. Yeah, what do you want to do? I am going to... You said that the, the hydrants were just kind of spraying water into the air, right? At least one of them, yes. I am going to open a portal right towards that where the pressure is at the highest coming out of the pipe and then reopen one uh, right underneath her chin so she just takes it like full on underneath the face. Very good. Uh, I think you are directly engaging a threat, so you're going to roll with danger. Okay, Okay, that's not terrible. Uh, I got a 10. That is very good. You uh, pick two, so you can resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. I am definitely going to uh, surprise, because why why would this suddenly be happening? (laughs) Um, And I would also actually like to take something from her. I would like to uh, knock the mail truck out of her hands in the process. Very cool. She gives this speech. She goes to pick up the mail cart. One of Danny's portals opens 
directly in front of her, and a blast of water shoots up, hits her right under the chin, knocks her head back with the incredible amount of pressure behind it, and she kind of drops the mail cart, which goes like, hits, bounces, bounces, comes to rest on its side a few feet off, and much like Victory, she is now flat on her ass, but she is in the grass. You hear a lot of people start snickering, and a lot of the cameras are specifically trained on her and what just took place. You hear general sentiments of like, oh, this is good. This is gold. This is going to go viral. At which point, Trasher will yell out, Trashly, and (laughs) try to check to see if his sister is okay. And Kaz loses it at that point (laughs) and like just starts laughing and looks at Bethel and is just like, Trashly? Oh, yeah. That's the name she went with? It's the name they both went with. It's like Ashley and Asher, but it's Trashly and Trasher. It's garbage. And while she says that, she's going to, like, <laughs> sling one of the, the big shooter marbles directly towards his eye while he's turned and distracted. You are also directly engaging a threat. Roll with danger. Okay, okay, okay. That's a nine. Very cool. So you're trading blows. You can pick one. I think I want to avoid their blows, because I think what I want to do is, after she does this, she uses that opportunity to move away and, like, get across to, like, pen them in now that the rest of the squad is here. So I think she does this kind of like in a motion thing. So she's not in a s- single place. So she like hits him and then keeps going. Okay. Yeah. You do like a, like a gymnastics roll to get across the way and he gets hit in the eye. You hear him yell, ow. And then he just sort of in the same motion as he like twists away. Cause he's in pain. He's got one hand over his eye and he just sort of pulls up a big chunk of concrete and hurls it in the direction where he thinks you are. And it just kind of hits and rolls a little bit before it comes to rest at a complete stop. And you're like nowhere near it. He looks around to see where you are. And I think Kaz takes that moment to bring out some things with the intention of... I think actually Kaz is going to focus more on Trashly since she is on the ground and see if he can pin her down with some bones. Very cool. So I think since you were just doing that, yeah, that makes sense. Um, You're going to directly engage a threat as well. So keep up that danger. That is a nine. Same thing. All right. Uh, Pick one. Resist or avoid. Take something from them. In this case, that could be their movement. Create an opportunity or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. I'm going to take her movement from her. Okay. So you use bone magic and kind of just pin her down on the ground where she is resting and she immediately starts struggling against it but she can't quite seem to overcome it i assume that you sort of are holding her there with magical force um, around the bones so it's not just the bones which she could probably break out of pretty easily but there's like an aura around the bones i imagine that show that they're magic yeah, it's definitely the usual purple glow, and that is remaining over her and keeping her in place. And she says, 
Ugh, no fair, magic. As she is struggling against it. Life isn't fair, kid. We hear that phrase a lot from the people we fight. <laughs> Trasher is going to, he, he kind of like pulls his hand away from his eye and blinks a couple times and you didn't, you know, take his eye or anything. He seems okay, but his vision seems a little fuzzy. I could have. <laughs> That's what I want him to know. He looks around again to try to figure out where exactly you are and he sees you. So he is going to take a, a powerful flying leap to try to bring his fist down on top of you. And I think in this particular case, he is surprisingly fast in doing so. Yeah, I'm going to say that you are going to take a powerful blow at this point, Bethel. Okie dokie. So you roll 2d6, plus conditions marked, but you want to roll low on this. So because I'm uh, insecure and I am at uh, guilty, so it'll be in... Oh, are you also insecure? I, I think I am. I'm marked as insecure. I don't remember why. I think it has something to do with the fight at the bar, but I honestly don't remember. That was not accurately reflected. Um, I have Kaz is angry. And victory is also guilty. I am angry and anxious. Oh, angry and anxious. Okay. <laughs> and I should be hopeless. I mean, also in game, but real life too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anxious is not a condition. Do you mean insecure? Afraid was what I meant to say. Okay. Afraid. <laughs> angry and afraid. Cool. The other A. <laughs> the other A. There are so many more conditions in play than I thought. All right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, liar. Roll two d six plus two. So plus two. Yes. Because you want to fail this one. So it's a six. Okay. You fail. So not only do you get to mark a potential, but you stand strong and you say how you weather the blow or avoid it. But basically he takes a flying leap into the air. It's very quick and unexpected. And he pulls back a fist and he goes to bring it down on top of you to just punch you out if he can. So interestingly enough, that gets me, that gets me up to five. I think what happens is she sees this coming and she pulls together as much of this shrapnel glass as she can to create try to, like a barrier between her and it to catch it. And I think it probably it probably crumples a little bit under the weight. It probably does shove her back under the sheer force of it. And the fact that this is all kind of loose glass smashed together. But it does, when she comes to a halt and she lets the glass drop it the chunk of concrete goes with it just straight down at her feet i kind of like the idea so you just advanced and obviously this probably doesn't have anything to do with the advance that you are gonna take but i like the idea that maybe this barrier that you make is just sort of something automatic that you do but you've probably never done it against somebody with super strength before at the end of the day, it's just punching glass. So you kind of have this moment of panic where you're like, oh, he's going to go right through this. But like maybe unconsciously or subconsciously, you have hardened the glass. And so he his fist makes contact with it. And like you said, it buckles and you slide back a little bit as he moves the barrier, but it does not shatter. So essentially, this is sort of a new application of your powers, which... Maybe has complicated feelings because it means you are getting more powerful, like Nina. I think in response to that, uh, like as soon as it, like she drops the shield down in kind of like an oh shit. And then he's still standing right in front of me. So what she does in response to that is she then she just like pushes forward and all that shrapnel glass 
is gonna wrap around his ankles and try to just yank his feet out from under him. Like in a very in a very much immediate like she probably doesn't even say it. She just goes, oh shit. Alright. Again, directly engaging. So danger. Danger all day. It's danger hours, kids. Five and a two, so seven. My danger is still flat. So you can kind of do the same thing Kaz does if you want, where you take movement away, or maybe like just take verticality away. Yeah, yeah, I think this. Or you I can think create this an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten. Your choice. I think. I think in in yanking them to the ground, I think it's more a chance to create an opportunity for my allies to just like. All right. Pull him down, and now he is not in a position where he can. He's prepared to defend himself from whatever they might do. And I would say, Victory, you are a little bit of a distance away, but you, you're not hurt. You just got knocked down again. Is there anything you'd like to do? Ah, at this point, Victory is going to grab a hold of the lamppost that is sticking out of the asphalt, use it to pull himself up. Uh, and since at this exact moment, they are engaged... And it seems like his teammates are holding it down. No one's in immediate danger. Uh, he's going to try to take a second to figure out if these two have any trump cards or other tricks that they might pull out unexpectedly to flip this around. Obviously, they're 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 super strong. They have some level of invulnerability. But do they have any other powers? Very cool. Um, I would say you're going to assess the situation. Roll with superior. Superior, okay. Minus two for guilty, so... But you did just get a, a one-up. I did just get a superior, so, so only a minus one. Seven. Okay. With a seven, you can ask one question and you take plus one to acting on the answer. Um, I guess, hmm, I guess actually since given the nature of my question would be probably what here is the biggest threat? I would agree. So what I will say this looks like for you, Victory, is you are kind of examining the situation and checking things out while you're leaning on the lamppost and trying to establish any hidden threats or powers they might have, anything like that. Cycling through your victory visions, you do eventually, I think, notice that there appears to be, to one of your visions, this sort of thread of invisible energy connecting the two of them, no matter what distance. Uh, And it seems to be much brighter in the center, getting sort of weaker the farther apart from each other they are uh am i able to say anything or is that just going to be my my whole action no yeah you can you can say whatever you want what i will say is to to then act on that is to shout out to the rest of the squad keep them separated there is still an opportunity on the board if anybody would like to take advantage of it that bethel has created where trasher has just been knocked over what is danny up to because kaz has somebody pinned uh, Bethel just tripped at Trasher and, and Victory just did that. I think um, Danny's going to try and take a, uh, a page out of Kaz's book and try and pin him down too. 
but I think he's going to. How big was that mail cart that she was carrying? Not huge. Um, like, you know, sort of golf cart sized, but okay. you have seen him lift heavier things, definitely, since this conflict started. Then, you know what? Actually, Danny is going to open a portal underneath him and then open a portal above that one for like 10 feet and then just keep him stuck in a portal forever. <laughs> I see. I see. At least temporary. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, roll with danger. You know what, actually, I think th- I think this is more reshaping your environment right? than it is directly confronting a threat, so you can roll with Freak to unleash your powers. I fail regardless. I got If I roll with Freak, I got a five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, very fine. Very cool. You take a potential, first of all. Mark a potential. And then you create this effect of the two portals that starts... Uh, he starts sort of, like, falling forever, but he only falls through the portals a couple of times before you see him start to slow like there is some tension that is slowing his descent not having seen what victory saw you're not 100 percent sure what is happening here but his starts to slow and then like comes to a complete stop and then he is going to ricochet out of your portals almost like he's being pulled by an invisible force with all of the momentum built up by that sort of eternal fall directly towards his sister and therefore Casimir, who is going to take a powerful blow. Cool. So, 2d6 plus 2. That is a a 6. Okay. A six is a failure, so you manage to avoid it or weather it. Your call, what that looks like. But mark a potential. I think I'm going to say in this instance that Kaz is more able to avoid it. I think he... I think things moved slowly enough with the shift in Trasher falling through the portals and especially with Alex's warning of the two of them being connected that like as he saw that he kind of realized oh this could be something that happens and so I think he is able to kind of roll out of the way um, so that at least he is not in the direct line of fire cool so you managed to just barely avoid it I think Trasher kind of flies directly over you and makes contact with the wall that sort of surrounds the outside of Powers University and is just going to completely shatter a section of it. But he gets back up to his feet like nothing happened. He kind of dusts himself off a little bit and he's going to stomp over and rip the bones out of the ground. I think your magic was somewhat disrupted by you avoiding the blow. Rips the bones out of the ground and like pulls Trashly to her feet and they are going to like reach out and clasp hands with one another. Trasher's going to stare daggers at all of you and say, this isn't over, nerds. And then they're going to fly up into the sky. I'm not a nerd. Lyra is going to whirl on Danny and she's going to grab him by the shoulders and be like, 
you all did a really good job. I need you to do me an incredible favor right now. And she's going to point at the window where she was. She's like, I need to be on the other side of that window. Okay, Danny will open the portal for Bethel to walk through. And then Danny will follow Bethel into the portal. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Leaving uh, Casimir and Victory standing on the street. And in the slight aftermath of that, of the portal uh, closing and all of the chaos and everything, it's just sort of quiet. There are probably at least 50 phones pointed at you as this has attracted quite a large group of spectators. And it's quiet for a second. And then one person is like, yeah. And then everybody starts like (laughs) cheering. (laughs) Shortly after they just start, like somebody starts a chant of like, Nerds, 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 nerds. And Kaz is just like, Alex, what is happening? And I will say, like, he's, you can see a mixture of emotions across his face because he's realizing, fuck, I'm being recorded right now. And this isn't an optimal thing to be happening to me. And I have no way to leave this situation. And it's probably already too late. But I think. Alex also notices that there's also some excitement there. Like, there's there's some relief and excitement and fear behind. And I think, actually, Alex does actually notice some of Kaz's discomfort. Uh, and we'll sort of turn and we'll kind of say quietly, Hey, man, uh, it's cool. Um, I get if you don't want to be here, but hear me out. Stricker's been trying his hardest to tell a particular story about you. How do you feel about telling a different story? And it's clear Kaz hasn't even thought of that, but he looks intrigued by the prospect. Real quick, I I would like to represent this with a comforter support roll. No, okay. Cool, cool. Alex, if you would roll with mundane. Uh, well, it's a little lower now than it was, but... Oh, boxcars! So, uh, Kaz, you can mark potential, clear condition, or shift your labels as, as, as you would like to, to represent this. Alex... You can add a team to the pool or clear condition yourself. Uh, I, I, will, I, will, I will clear guilty. And I think Kaz clears afraid. What do you do? I think the first thing Kaz does is look at Alex and just say, where do I even begin? Do I just introduce myself? Just say, just say who I am. Just follow my lead, man. And Alex will start work on the crowd. Hey, hey, it's Victory Lad. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, Victory Lad. God damn it. Somebody's like, hey, hey, Victory Lad. Who's that? Who's that bone guy? And and I think Kaz takes that opportunity to step up and say, the bone guy is spectral. I mean, I mean, I'm spectral. And I'm Victory's teammate. And there he pauses, and he smiles at Alex before continuing. I've never said these words out loud before. 
I'm Spectral. I'm a part of Squad H. And I'm a superhero. Hell yeah. Nobody knows what Squad H is, but everybody's (laughs) very into this. But back in the classroom, as all of that exaltation and cheers is happening outside, the portal opens back into Dr. Stacy's classroom. Lyra, you step through, shortly followed by Danny, leaving the two of you standing in the classroom. Uh, this is where I have to have my one-on-one with my professor. Uh, she, I don't know when she's coming back. She does not know that I do what I just did. As you start to say that, you are interrupted by the knob on the door turning. If you'd like to keep up with us and what we're up to, you can follow us on Twitter at Live from the Apoc, Instagram and TikTok at Live from the Apocalypse, or join our Discord community, which will be linked in the description down below. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, feel free to give us a good rating and follow us on your podcatcher of choice. Leave a review if you're so inclined. It really does help us out so much. The donation link to our First Nations Development Institute fundraising campaign can also be found in the description if you'd like to help support Indigenous communities. Join us for the live recordings of Academy H every other Sunday, or any of our many other ongoing live-streamed campaigns that happen throughout the week over at twitch.tv slash livefromtheapocalypse. For all this information and more, check out livefromtheapocalypse.com. As always, nothing we do would be possible without your support, and we appreciate you so much. Until next time. Academy H is edited by Will Malkus, with music and sound effects from Epidemic Sound. Character art by at OxyBellasDraws on Twitter and Instagram. because I promised Will that I would give you this clip as long as you do not use it for Kaz's coming out. I'm Spectral. We're Squad H. And we're here to take out the trash.